What's happening? This your boy Natty Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 78, and I'm truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets a steward over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. <laughs> Danger, prayer is dangerous, so 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 dangerous. There's a particular prayer that my brother in Christ said is dangerous, and he said the one of the most dangerous prayers you can pray is, "Lord, use me as you see fit. Use me as you see fit." And that's a dangerous prayer because let's face it. We want to be used as we see fit. God has given us these certain gifts, and we want to use them as we see fit. You know, um, there's gifts that God gives us that are meant to glorify him that we could be using to serve our family, to serve our co-workers, to serve the church body. And we only want to use them if we're getting paid for it, or we only want to use them this way as opposed to that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, We think that we know better than God, and that's just the truth, and that's just because of our sinful nature, you know, um, our self-centered nature. You know, we can't can't help ourselves. The way that I know that we think we know better than God is by how much we complain. You know, we complain about uh, not having enough space. We complain about not having enough money. We complain about everything. Uh, I could tell that we think we know better than God because we're always comparing. I mean, we're always saying, you know, this person has this, this, that person has that, you know what I'm saying? And so it's such a dangerous prayer to ask God to use you as he sees fit, as he sees fit. Because we have ideas we have visions for our life for ourselves um what we should be doing with our money where we should be living um how our day should go we have our own vision which inherently isn't sinful right because it's like we can't help but to you know if i go to work you know i i, I you know i'm going to have a thought of how the day is going to go it's just nature you know what i'm saying that's just how the brain works but um to be so curved in that it must go this way. And if it doesn't go that way, that it is a failure or it is everything's ruined or whatever, um, could be a very sinful thing. And so, you know, I've been asking the Lord to use me as he sees fit, use me as he sees fit. And it's put me in certain, uh, situations certain circumstances, certain places that I may not want to be in personally, I may not care for, but I understand that it's meant to edify him. Um, This life is not about me. This life is about him, right? It's about him. You know, it's about glorifying him. You know, we we're so happy to be saved. We're so happy that the Lord, um, rescued us, that the Lord, um, you know, gave us salvation. We're so grateful, but we always forget that we're saved for 
a reason. We're not just sim- we weren't just simply saved to be saved. You know, we've been saved, and now we get to glorify Him. Now we get to um, exalt Him, right? And so, it's crazy, just the the things that the Lord has brought me to, you know? And so um, the Lord had me parked in Matthew 7, 3 through 5. And as he had me parked there, I was kind of confused. Like, I was like, how did you land me at this particular scripture? How am I here? I've read this scripture. I know this scripture. Why? am I here? And I think that the funny part is, is that in the, in the, in the world of faith, a lot of things are about you. A lot of things are about dealing with yourself first. So we can see a scripture that says thou shall not steal or thou shalt not lie And we'll run and we'll show our kids, like, see, the Bible says you should not lie. So you better not lie. Or we might see some type of scripture that, you know, let's say we have a friend who um, struggles with anger or something like that. We might see it. We might see um, scripture saying, don't be quick to anger. Be like, "Mm, uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe needs to not be quick to anger. That's what the Bible says. But no, fool, the Bible's talking to you. It's in the Bible sometimes um, can use stand-ins, right? So just because you may be reading a particular scripture and it may be saying, you know, um, don't be such and such, don't or, or don't whatever, it doesn't mean that it can't apply to you, right? Like if, when it talks about um, drunkenness, right? Um just because I don't deal with drinking doesn't mean that still doesn't apply to me. Doesn't mean that I could just skim over that and be like, ah, ain't got nothing to do with me. Because I've seen people who went from not drinking at all to being full-blown alcoholic. So you still should take heed to those uh, those warnings, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the Lord we're talking about, right? But... uh. The Lord had me parked in Matthew 7, 3 through 5. And um, I, I I think that um, I've always read the scripture, but I never went all the way through with it, right? And so what I mean by that is that uh, when I first, the, every time I've read the scripture, I've seen what stuck out, what stood out to me, what jumped off the page to me. <coughs> and I parked there. And didn't look at the whole picture. You know, it's kind of like Pastor Mark talks about having your nose buried in the uh, bark of the tree and missing the whole forest. And so I seen this one part and didn't see the whole forest. So I'll read Matthew 7, 3, 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of, out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so when I read that, 
I saw it and, you know, when I first had read it previously, I saw it as basically like not judging others. That's how I took it. But as I parked in it on the second time and did some research and read commentaries, I realized that what it's talking about is talking about dealing with our own personal sin. So it's talking about how you can see the spiritual speck of dust in someone else's life, right? Like you can see the little minute issues in someone else's life but you completely miss or ignore a huge problem in your eye, I mean, in your life. So spiritually, they're talking about, you can see a speck of dust. Like think of it like this. You can see a speck of dust in someone's eye, but you completely avoid and don't even notice the big old plank of wood in your eye. And so it's just, so uh, what they were saying was that it's hyperbole. It's showing how we move and, it was very convicting because it is so easy to spot the speck of dust. You can look at someone and, and pick them apart. It's so easy to, to tell someone about themselves. It's so easy to, to look at someone and say, you need to be more patient. You need to listen. You need to pray more. You need to read more. And then it's so easy, but it's so easy to just completely avoid what you need to be doing, right? Like, it's so easy to just sit and, you know, we're so good at telling people what they need to do, where they weak at, um, you know, what needs work. But we don't listen to none of that. There are people that I've told stuff to that I absolutely don't follow. There are people who've told me things that I look at their life and I'm like, how could you even tell me how uh, to do this when you don't even know what this looks like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's crazy um, how when you park in something, I said this last episode, when you park in something, when you really uh, spend time with it, how the scripture can start to illuminate itself. And so I was wondering why the Lord brought this to me. And I think that uh, as I'm in a season of self-examination, it ties hand in hand where if I'm going to deal with self-examination and look at my life, then I need to look at the plank in my eye. I need to look at the sin that's in my life. You know what I'm saying? I need to uh, be able to see the plank. And the beautiful part of it is, is that I never really saw the whole thing. I never saw the whole scripture. And so saying before, it's not, you know, like the way that uh, sometimes people could read it, read that scripture is, to live and let live. Like, I sin, you sin, who am I to talk? But that's not the scripture saying. If you listen to the scripture closely, it talks about, uh, it's, it's in a 7-5, where it says, uh, you hypocrite, first, first, take the plank out of your own eye, and then, and then, you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so what it's saying is, is that, there's no way that you can properly, lovingly address the speck in someone else's eye while you still have that plank in your eye, right? Put it like this. Like, if I'm dealing with, um, 
porn. Let's, let's, let's just use porn. If I'm dealing with porn addiction and that's the plank in my eye, until I'm able to address that porn addiction and that sin in my life, it's going to be difficult for me to fairly, lovingly um, address the speck of dust that may be in my brother's eye, such as uh, maybe he has a drinking problem. But because I'm carrying the burden of my sin, because I'm carrying the burden, and since there's that, that, that big old plank in my eye, imagine trying to see what a plank in your eye is, is going to skew your vision. It's going to skew what you see, right? And so you can't see clearly with a big old plank in your eye. So if you're able to deal with that plank in your eye, then you can see clearly, as the scripture says, you're able to then see clearly. So then, you know, it's like when you're going through things, um, we're sinful, right? We, 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 we're sinful people. Um, we're not just, we're not fair like Jesus. When we judge, uh, we don't judge fairly. And so it's saying that you can't properly judge. You can't properly um, correct someone until you deal with the sin in your life. And the argument will be, well, I'm always going to be dealing with sin. Yeah, true that. But you have to address it. It's not saying, it doesn't say solve it. It says to address it. You know what I'm saying? So like until you address what you're, but when you address what you're going through, when you can say, hey, I have a porn addiction. I'm dealing with this. I'm working through this. And you're not in denial. And you're not avoiding that big old spiritual plank in your eye. Then you're able to lovingly, you know, think about, um, you know, you think about people who, how a lot of people who are um, um, sponsors, they're people who used to be alcoholics, right? But because they deal with that plank in their eye, they can help someone else with their addiction, right? Where where if I had alcohol, if I was an alcoholic, trying to help an alcoholic, I'm doing you no good because I still have the big old plank in my eye, right? <clears throat> and so... Uh, It's crazy because I'm just like, God, what does this guy do with me? But I think it's just a reminder for me, especially uh, having a family, especially having, you know, just so many brothers and sisters in Christ and, you know, um, interacting with so many people at work and, um, you know, just the platform that I have, you know, interacting with so many musicians, producers. I interact with a lot of people throughout my life from different walks of life. I got people who are tarot deck greeters. I got people who are yoga teachers. I got people who, um, you know, are, you know, gang members. I got people who um, are gay. All these different people that are in uh, my life, all these different people that I so that I um, interact with, you know what I'm saying? And so I have to remember, and I think that um, that's something that will help guide me when it comes to um, interacting with these people. And I think a lot of times, like when we see scripture, it's like, okay, well, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like I'm not out here condemning people. I'm not out here, whatever, but all scripture is relevant just because it may not be your weak point or just because it may be some scripture where it says uh, to be, you know, loving. And you're like, I'm loving. I'm amazing at loving. Yeah, okay, but it's still relevant. 
you know what I'm saying? Still, it's all relevant. And so, um, I don't know who needs to hear that, but I know that for sure. <clears throat> I need to hear that. And so, I just thank the Lord for how. I thank the Lord that his, that his thoughts are better than my thoughts, that he really knows. Um, as I grow more in life, I don't take, how do I say this correctly? As I grow more in life, I take people less serious. Like, I take, what I mean by that is that um, I feel like when I was younger, I would rely or I would um, really take people for their word. Like, I would really, like, if someone said, oh, I've been married for 50 years or I've been a parent for 90 years or um, I've been a business owner for 10 years, I would take them so serious. Like, I'd be like, man, you've been a business owner and I want to be a business owner, so I'm going to listen to you so closely. But but what I understand is that humans are guessing. Humans are guessing. God is all-knowing. God reveals things to us, but things out there are not spirit-led or just people guessing. <clears throat> people guessing. Um, I'll use an example. I noticed that like jobs... Jobs are always trying to do stuff. They're always trying to do stuff to appease employees. You know, um, free ice cream, um, giving people uh, bonuses, uh, uh, free T-shirts, um, free dinners, gift cards. Um, I think about my wife and like how, you know, if teacher appreciation during Christmas, they give people all kind of cups and things like that and it never crosses these people's mind to just run a good company <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that that that'd be like if my wife said i want you to be a better husband and so instead of being a better husband i bought her a new dress i bought her a new car i uh bought her i gave her a bunch of money but I act by never actually changed. I just gave her stuff. I just pacified everything, but I never actually changed. And so it's like just had just run a good company, a place that people want to be at, a place that uh has a good environment, a place that people show up to and like, man, I'm down to be here. I, I I'm ready to run through a wall for these people, but. Jobs are like, nah, we just gonna do this stuff. We're gonna do this stuff. We're gonna we're gonna do these things, but we're not gonna change ourselves. We're not gonna make we're not gonna make this place better for you. We're just gonna give you stuff that's gonna distract you. And oh look a bonus. Oh look a, a coffee mug. Oh look a free shirt. Oh look. Um you know it's it's like when I used to work for the Kings, it was like the environment sucked. The 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 uh the move there, just the 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 company sucked, but it was like, oh look, here goes free tickets. Ooh, here goes a pizza party. Ooh, look at this, we got free parking for you now. Ooh, but the company itself never changed, right? And so I don't take people serious no more because I'm like, we're guessing, we're just guessing. All of us are guessing. <clears throat> 
you know, we, you know, it's like, okay, with this kid, I did this and it worked. So I'm assuming it's going to work with this second kid. We're just guessing. We're not operating from a space of God's wisdom. We're not asking God, hey, God, you made this kid. Hey, God, you gave me this company. How do you want me to do this, right? And so outside of the Holy Spirit's guidance, it's just um, sinful. It's, it's ignorance, dare I say, like, because he made all this, you know what I'm saying? He made all this. He made all this. And so uh, I don't take things serious no more, you know, like, because we because we're guessing. Anything we're doing outside of God's wisdom or God's direction, it's just guessing. It's just uh, personal knowledge. And we're just, oh, okay, you know, well, um, when I used to date this girl, um, she liked this. So now that I'm dating a new girl, I'll try this and see if she likes that. You know what I'm saying? We're just guessing. We're not looking at what's in front of us and being like, okay, this is my wife. What does she like? What 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 is what is going to um make her feel loved, accepted? You know what I'm saying? So we just guessing. We're just guessing, man. So I don't take nothing serious, you know what I'm saying? managers like i don't take none of it serious because it's just like people are guessing and you can tell people are guessing because things are constantly changing now think about just like work and how policies always are being updated because things are changing but it's like with scripture scripture doesn't get updated because it's it's, it's from wisdom it's, it's from um an all-knowing god god doesn't have to update scripture god doesn't have to you know finagle nothing and so to circle back, um, God leading me to a scripture, just a beautiful thing, because it's like he knows everything. We think we know what we need, but God really know. We think we know what we need. God knows what we need. There's no think. There's no assumption. <clears throat> he knows. So it's just so beautiful how I'll be in these certain circumstances that just I'm like, I don't need to be here. Why am I here? Why am I reading the scripture? Scripture has nothing to do with me. But he knows what we need. He knows what's ahead. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say, man, oh, man, tomorrow's going to be crazy. We're going to get all these packages tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is going to be hot. Tomorrow, this, that. We don't know crap. But God, he, he knows absolutely what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows every second. He knows what you're going to eat. He knows how long it's going to take on your commute. He knows what accent's going to happen. He knows, uh, you know, what you're going to get at the store. He knows what you're going to eat for breakfast. He knows what you're going to eat for lunch. He knows uh, who's going to show up late to work. He knows what parking spot you're going to park in. He knows it all. And so when he's leading me to something, just because I can't see the direct benefit or the direct um, result, especially with this social media era, just because I don't see the direct benefit doesn't mean that there's not a reason behind it. There's a reason behind it. And so uh, it's really awesome how when you pray for the Lord to for the Lord to use you as he sees fit, he will use you as he sees fit. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, compromise um, and trusting the Lord. Um, when the Lord speaks to you, 
you gotta trust it, man. Um, if the Lord tells you that you're gonna get that raise, you're gonna get that from uh, you're gonna get that house. If the Lord tells you that He has something for you, it's gonna happen when He wants it to happen. God exists outside of time, right? And so, um, what I see a lot of, and what I've taken part in myself is compromise. Is the Lord says I'm going to um, promise you a, a car, right? And so, you know, I remember wanting a car, a, a vehicle that would fit three car seats. And so um, the original car that I landed on didn't fit three car seats. It was it was very compact. It was very small, but it was a, it was a little bit bigger than my previous car. And the Lord was like, this ain't the car. And boom, it was taken. And a couple months down the road, the real car showed up. And so what I'm saying to you is that the Lord's gonna give you a word. And because we're humans, we're going to envision it. If the Lord promised us a house, we're going to envision a certain house. We're gonna envision, oh man, like, a big old uh, kitchen, a big old backyard, a big old tall roof, um, a big old garage, um, a big old bedroom. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna envision um, all this stuff. Uh, a, a Safeway next door to us. Um, we're gonna envision all this stuff. And at the end of the day, the Lord's gonna give you something that glorifies Him, something that brings glory to Him. And if it's good enough to give the, if it's, if it could give the Lord glory, then it should be good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? It should be good enough for you. And so, uh, the Lord is going to do things in his timing and his way. Um, it may not be exactly what you thought it'd be, but trust me, it's going to be what you need. And it kind of ties back into the scripture thing where it's like, you have these thoughts. You have you you think you know you, but you didn't make you. I didn't make me. Um, I don't know what my life has in store. So I may be envisioning a car um for a life that I don't even know that's coming up. You know what I'm saying? We could have six kids and end up needing a van for all I know, you know what I'm saying? But the Lord will provide. So be patient and just wait on him, you know, just wait on him um, and just understand that he will provide and that he's all knowing and that when he does something in his timing and his way, just know that it is definitely better than whatever you have planned. I think about the stuff that the Lord has passed on. I think about certain jobs, uh, certain um, partners, um, just certain situations where I'm like, man, like, I really wanted that. Like, what if I didn't get, like, what if I got that? I mean, I'll, I'll use something silly, but like, you know, when I was younger, uh, I wanted to work at Candy Heaven. That was my thing. I wanted to work at Candy Heaven. It was an old sack. I imagine all of the candy I would get. I imagine, you know, being outside and handing out the flyers and meeting people and just being an old sack and, just that whole situation being from Sacramento. And I think to myself, like, the Lord didn't want me at that job. The Lord needed me to be 
to work eight years with the Kings to go through that growth, to make the connections I made. Um, he needed me and he needed me to, you know, go to all these different situations where there's no telling what, what path I go down if it starts at candy heaven. Right. And so that's a silly example, but you know, candy heaven starting at candy heaven may have not led me to this path that I'm, that I'm on right now. Right. Like, Work like my whole career started because when I was working at the Kings, there was a guy who used to deliver for Kaiser, and I would talk to him about my poetry, and he told me to email him some of my poems, and I emailed him the poems, and he told me I should start writing books. If I'm at Candy Heaven, I'm not meeting that guy. This conversation never happens. When I was at when I was working for the Kings, I had my own desk and I would use my computer to write my poems. Like I would type up my poems and blah blah blah. If I'm at Candy Heaven, stand in the middle of the sun in the old sack, that doesn't happen. And that doesn't lead to the books, that doesn't lead to, you know, the the uh the relationships, that doesn't lead to me meeting Paul, that doesn't lead to me at City Church meeting my wife, um, that doesn't lead to none of this, right? And it sounds silly, right? Like, of course, like the Lord can make anything happen, but this is the way he needed it to happen, right? There, there was a certain course that had to go down. So um, just know that he's all-knowing. And whatever he chooses is what's best. Um, whatever he chooses was best. Um, whatever shift I work, um, <laughs> uh, whatever job I'm at, that's what's best. As long as he's chose, it's only he chose that. If I've imposed my own will and chose these jobs, and yeah, you know, it's, it's downhill from there. But he knows best. Um, let me wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank you all um, for supporting the podcast um, once again. July twenty fifth, six thirty p.m. West Coast time via Zoom. We we will begin our um, book club entitled "Who I Am in Christ," and is named after the book that we'll be reading, "Who I Am in Christ" by Neil T. Anderson. Um, we've already had a couple that reached out and is going to join us, so um, shout out to them. You know who you are. You listen to the podcast. Um, shout out to them. Um, I will be posting a, a video on social media next week. Um, going into detail, maybe a, a little video talking about the book club, plugging it, um, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, we really want to see you there. Um, this book club is going to be a big blessing, uh, not only for you, but for me and my family. Um, it's going to be a great way for all of us to fellowship and grow and grow in the Lord. Um, I think that... Uh, I remember my brother Nate saying, um, you got to give your, 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 your wife that G-O-D. And so um, I think it'll be great, a great space for just uh, to cultivate and to grow a relationship and to have conversations and be able to pick apart um, text together. That's so awesome. You get to pick apart text uh, with your loved ones. And so um, we just look forward to having you. Um, like I said, I'll be posting a video on social media next week. Um, 
I will continue to plug on the podcast because I'm so serious about wanting you there. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're gonna plug it. We're gonna plug it on the podcast. We're going to, uh, you know, make sure to have social media posts, and I'll even be texting y'all personally, texting certain people, you know, to show up, invite. But yeah, um, who I'm in Christ is gonna be a great time. Um, just learning and growing in who we are called to be. Um, it's gonna be an awesome time, you know. I what better gift to give somebody than my Lord and Savior? A gift that will never get old. You know what I'm saying? So um I look forward to seeing y'all there. Um album drops July 25th. Andre reminded me that I've been so um enamored and so just so many different places. So many, you know, I, I'm I'm <laughs> my body gets pulled in so many different spaces, right? I got this person wanted that for me. That person wanted this for me. Um, I'm just pulled in so many different places. So um, I cannot forget that the album comes out July 25th. Um, it's called Rockies. Um, it's named after me. Um, and I feel I feel like I should give that some more airtime. So maybe I'll get some more airtime before it comes out. But uh yeah, if you haven't pre-ordered that, you can go to uh, the iTunes store. Just type in Nat Freeman Rockies. That's R-O-C-Q-U-I-C-E. It's only five bucks. Um, I appreciate the support, the love. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, shameless plug for the album. Um, but yeah, just wait till it comes out on the 25th. Stream that thing. Share it. Run it up. It'll be a good time. But uh, between that and the book club uh got a lot of awesome stuff down a, down a uh, pipeline but yeah uh the book club is gonna be awesome um there's like three three or four sections per chapter so we're going to park in each section and take our time really take our time um i probably say this book club won't be done to the end of the year honestly so we're gonna take our sweet time really marinating on what's going on in that book but uh let me stop before I start to go on a tangent about the book and start to something else jumps out and I'm, I'm taking another 36 minutes of your time. Anywho, man, um, this is your boy, Natty Free. I want to thank you all for listening to episode 78 of the Heck of Dangerous podcast. Um, if you want to, in case you like, man, that scripture was cracking, man, I really need to get into it. Um, the scriptures that I read today were Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. If you want to sit down and chomp on it yourself and you want to uh, read some commentary yourself, um, be my guest. Be my guest. Um, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for supporting the podcast, um, supporting the ministry, supporting what we're doing around here. Um it's no small, uh, it's no small, um, it's definitely not something I take for granted. When I was younger, <laughs> here I go, when I was younger, um, I remember when I was like 18, yeah, I was 18, 19-ish, I was 19, I was talking to this girl, and um, she would like my posts, and I would just keep it pushing. But then if someone else liked my post, I'd be like, yo, thank you. I appreciate you. 
And I remember her being really hurt behind that. Like, yo, like, you don't appreciate me acknowledging, you know? And I remember at the time being like, man, of course she's supposed to like my stuff. Like, she's my girl, whatever. And really taking that for granted. And so as I've grown in life, I really do appreciate all of you. Even if you listen to every podcast, um, it don't grow old to me. Even if you're somebody who's hecka close to me and you're someone that, no duh, you're going to listen to it. I still, I want to take your support and your love for granted. So thank you to those who listen to every, who listen to every episode. Thank you to those who just, um, who are just always there. You know, I don't want to minimize or get so complacent with your consistent support. You know what I'm saying? You know, so thank you all for just supporting and continue support. Um, this your boy Natty Free. I'm up out of here. Yee! Yeah. <laughs>